Hello, welcome to Grazeaholics. I'm Veronica. And I am Courtney. And today we are going to be discussing season two, episode four. But before we get started, Veronica, how are you doing today? Well, let's see. I have my shades on. I am, I'm struggling today. Uh, I think I went a little too hard on the brunch activities yesterday, eight hour ordeal. You know, we go big or go home and we did both. Listen, I am living for this look. Like I am living for it. It's been a rough 24 hours. (laughs) But the good thing is that I was hung over in the middle of the night because I'm a grandma. I was in bed at 830 because it was a literally an eight hour ordeal and I woke up took some medicine for my headache because I was already hung over the the alcohol had already been processed and then slept some more so I think I slept in total about 12 hours I love that for you I am a very big advocate for a day drinking so that way you're hung over in the evening but then the next day you're completely fine and back to normal to resume your activities we're sort of okay, you know. I mean, you know. I I just I love those sunglasses. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I love them. My eyes are poofy. You look great. <sighs> My stomach says otherwise. But so then I assume you're not having an alcoholic beverage. That would be intense. I feel like that would be intense. No, I'm I'm drinking a caffeinated sparkling water bubbly because that's all I fucking have in my fridge the blood orange grapefruit what are you drinking are you drinking any alcohol nope I'm also having a bubbly my favorite kind the blueberry pomegranate is it caffeinated it is not I don't know how you keep buying the caffeinated beverages you know I must not read very well because you're a teacher. I know. And clearly I did not read caffeinated. We're, we're the worst. We are the worst. I actually don't think I've ever even seen the caffeinated bubblies in store. So I don't know how you keep doing this. I don't know, but it says caffeinated, but the sun is like all up in this. Oh, it says yeah. caffeinated. I've never seen those. Just a reminder that we do have an Instagram and a Twitter account. You can follow us on both at Pod. All right, so today we will be discussing the episode Deny, 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 which is a song. And I love it. By Brooks and Dunn, which was um, created in 2001. It's awful. But if you're into that. I love country music. I hate the people who sing country music, but I love the music. (laughs) Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I like it. Like Jason Aldean as a person. Yeah. That's going to be a no from me. His music, top tier. I jam. I fucking love it. I will never listen to it. I would never ask you to listen to it. Just because when I like was playing this song, I was like, is it over? And it was like two seconds. (laughs) Well, 
I would never ask you to listen to it. But it is kind of weird. The song titles. You know what I'm saying? Like the different types of music we've listened to. It is. But also I have a personal question because a lot of the times you um, say like you don't like something. So for some reason today, while I was getting ready, I was listening to like my favorite songs and I was just like, I wonder what Veronica listens to whenever she works out. Like, does she listen to music? Because she seems to hate everything. So I'm just curious. I listen to a lot of electronic. Really? Yes. EDM. I would have yeah. never guessed that. But then again, I don't know what I would have actually guessed because I I don't know. And today, I, I'm a big fan of Lil Nas X's new album. And I was listening right. to it today while watching Grey's Anatomy. Well, I mean, he's an absolute icon. So yeah. his music, his album was really, like the kids say, it slaps. <gasps> That's what the kids say. Oh. Yeah. It's very disgusting. So the Netflix description says Christina proves to be a difficult patient as she continues to recover and Meredith's mother keeps the hospital staff running in circles and that she does. She does. Yes. Opening monologue time. Yes, please. The key to surviving a surgical internship is denial. We deny that we're tired. We deny that we're scared. We deny how badly we want to succeed. And most importantly, we deny that we're in denial. We only see what we want to see and believe what we want to believe. And it works. We lie to ourselves so much that after a while, the lies start to seem like the truth. We deny so much that we can't recognize the truth right in front of our faces. Ooh. Ooh. That is, that's, that's the end of that. It slaps. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear you say that. That's probably the one and only time that you will ever hear me say that. All right. And with that, we are ready for the recap. All right. Here we go. We open the episode seeing Bailey sitting at the bar and our beloved Joe is bartending. Now, what was the name of the bar that you mentioned a couple episodes ago? The Last Call. Now, I noticed that this time, the name of the bar is Emerald City Bar. In what? Neon, in neon green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not catch that. I mean, I watched it three times this week. So, <clears throat> so I noticed that. And so I'm like, wait a minute. What's going on here? And I actually looked up the bar to see if it was actual real bar. And it actually is. So the real bar is located on 72 North Fair Oaks Avenue in Old Town, Pasadena. The downstairs area of the bar that we see is usually held for private events, but it's exactly the same bar. Like you can tell from the pictures. It's real bar. What? I want to go. I mean, you're... I mean, how far is Pasadena? We've been through Pasadena before. I'd say it's probably about like an hour and a half. Oh, yes. You need to go do some research. Well, I might because we drive through there to go to Vegas. So, yeah, we passed through Pasadena and to San Diego, too, actually. 
So, well then, I will send oh you the God. link. Yes, do it. Cause yes, I will go. Yeah. So the camera pans to Izzy, who is sitting further down from Bailey. She is staring at Alex, who is playing darts, and she's like all dreamy and just like smiling. And it just, yeah. He looks over and catches her and he smiles back. And it's just, it's there's so sparks flying. Okay. I'm here for their relationship simply because they're both very, very toxic people. <laughs> I mean, knowing what I know now, right, right. I hate her guts. Like she's an actual trash bag, but like, I am here for their early relationship because they're so toxic and, and I love, love to see it. Yes. We love a toxic relationship. Fictional. Toxic fictional. Relationship. Fictional. Izzy takes her drink and goes over to sit with Meredith and George. They're discussing Christina and what happened with her in the last episode. Izzy insists that Christina is not okay, but George and Meredith challenge her and say that she is totally fine. And she's not okay. Oh, no, she's not. No. George tells Izzy that Christina is hardcore. She's got ice in her veins. And I feel like Izzy is almost like jealous. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I think there's a comment that you had written down or something about how, like, George said that that would make her, that that's going to make her a really good-ass surgeon or whatever. And as he's yes. like, no. Yeah. I, and then it was also kind of cute because George says this with such, like, admiration. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so in awe of Christina and the way that she operates. It's kind of yeah. cute. Yeah, that's true. Derek walks into the bar and goes to sit with Bailey. He tells Bailey that both Addison and Meredith kissed him. Both his wife and girlfriend kissed him on the same day. Bailey asks Joe if she looks friendly to him. And Joe responds with, oh, you're a tiny little kitten of joy and love. (laughs) Oh my God, this scene killed me. I loved it. I loved it. Bailey scoffs and tells Derek to go sit by someone who cares. And she calls him McDreamy here. She actually says, McDreamy, go sit by someone who cares. Exactly. I love her. She, I feel like she just wants to drink her drink and let her be. Like, just, she does not want to socialize. Yep. Derek continues talking, telling her that everything is going to be fine, that Addison will go back to New York, him and Meredith will start over, it will all be fine. And Bailey looks at him and says, you so damn stupid. I fucking I mean, Queen Bailey, like, like, that's it. That's, that's the tweet or whatever. That's it. (laughs) Yes. What the cool kids are saying. Yeah. That's the tweet. (laughs) That's the tweet. I don't know if they're saying that, but I mean, that, that's it. That, that's it. I love it. At the hospital, Bailey is leading the interns down the hall, going over their day. She tells Alex that the chief asked for him. Bailey, George, Izzy, and Meredith enter a patient's room. The patient has a crowd of doctors and nurses around her bed, and she's telling them a story of her missionary travels. The patient is Dr. Burks, and her name is Kalpana. She is presenting with multiple syncopal episodes and ventricular arrhythmia. Syncopal episodes are fainting or sudden temporary loss of consciousness and ventricular arrhythmia is abnormal heartbeats that originate in your lower heart chambers. 
She has a past history of rheumatic heart disease with mitral valve stenosis. And rheumatic heart disease is a condition in which the heart valves have been permanently damaged by rheumatic fever. Mitral valve stenosis is a condition in which the heart's mitral valve is narrowed. The patient tells Bailey that rheumatic fever almost killed her when she was eight. Bailey asks Izzy to give her some of the causes of mitral valve stenosis, at which point Christina walks into the room with her hospital gown and IV bags and starts listing off the causes. I laughed so hard. I laugh more whenever she walks away. Well, yes. (laughs) Bailey yells at her to get out and she turns to go and her gown is open in the back, revealing her underwear. And Alex says, nice panties, gang. And she responds with, in your dreams, evil spawn. I mean, she has like these girly, like pink Pink. underwear, which I I don't see her wearing those like on a normal day. But then again, no, no. So I there's a lot of information with this case that um you kind of mentioned some of it but rheumatic fever is very rare um fewer than 200,000 cases per year and the heart diseases associated can be detected by a blood test or a throat culture um and they might have a murmur or rub which is essentially a leaky valve and i got this from hopkins medicine a ventricular arrhythmia is basically what you mentioned, abnormal heartbeats. And it's one of the, the actual Stanford um, healthcare.org. I got this from that website. Stanford is one of the programs, one of the few programs in the country offering advanced ablation techniques for ventricular arrhythmias. Um, and they're actually pioneering a hybrid surgical catheter ablation. So it's minimally invasive procedure that treats your heart on both the inner and outer surface and Stanford actually talked about three types of ventricular arrhythmia the tachycardia one the fibrillation and torsades the points I'm pretty sure that's probably French but I don't know but essentially they went on and on about their awesome program so that's awesome though because I feel like you know there are certain things as they become more common that should be have more focus on them and more research and yeah yeah all of it yeah I think I was more shocked about the fact that it's very rare that fewer than 200,000 cases for the rheumatic fever um so that was kind of interesting because right I'm I I feel like I've heard of rheumatic fever probably in school at Mm. some point But like after that, like you never really hear of it until I watched this. I was like, "Hmm, crazy. The interns and Bailey start their rounds on Christina. She is insisting that she is ready to get back to work. Her mother is there and tells them that Christina had a fever. So Bailey refused to give her the okay to go back to work. Christina pulls Meredith aside and tells her that she cannot leave her alone with her mother, that she is flying over the cuckoo's nest. And her and her mother are like opposites. which which makes you wonder that maybe the way christina is the way she is because her mother is so difficult true or for her to like tolerate i would say very true yeah so after that they all go into ellis's room and george begins to present ellis goes off and says she doesn't want meredith in the room and so bailey actually dismisses meredith which it's, it's just a toxic situation and alzheimer's is such a 
a beast i would say that i mm-hmm. i don't even know i feel bad for meredith yeah well yeah so do i because i mean not only is it hard but it's probably also embarrassing for her to like be dismissed by her own mother like and it almost feels like they're not supporting her yeah so. yeah as Meredith is leaving, she runs into Derek. He stops and tries to talk to her. She says, you've got a wife. Your life is complicated. I don't need complicated. I have complicated all on my own. And Derek cracks a joke at all of this and tells her that Addison is leaving. She has no reason to be there. I just wanted to comment that he has those McDreamy eyes and it really irritates me. He does. And I was also very upset. Like, I can't remember what the exact joke was, but the fact that he like cracked a joke whenever Meredith is being like 100% serious, like, Mm -hmm. I know. Wrong place, dude. Wrong time. Yeah. Addison strolls up then. And (laughs) as Derek is putting his hand on Meredith's face, And she looks at them and says, well, isn't this cozy? Can I join or are you not into threesomes? Which relates and comes full circle in season 18, which I will not disclose. Season 18, right now, last season, last episode. That's where that statement comes from. Oh, yeah. I'd like to think. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like at the end with Amelia. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Full circle. (laughs) Meredith leaves and Derek looks at Addison and says, you really are Satan. You realize that, right? He asks her why she hasn't gotten back on her broomstick and gone back to New York where she belongs. Like he can't decide if she's a witch or Satan here. And I'm just like, two different things, buddy, two different things. (laughs) She tells him to stop being petty and he tells her to stop being an adulterous bitch. (laughs) I don't understand this anger towards her. I feel like Addison okay Addison cheated on you but like why are you so like why are you so upset at her now I feel like enough time has passed to where you should be able to talk to her like a person sorry she ruined your shit with like Meredith but someone had to at some point it's because he still has feelings that's why if he didn't have feelings for her anymore he would be able to stand there and have a normal conversation and like so yeah addison hands derek divorce papers and she says that if he signs she will sign and be on the first plane out of there i had to rewind the scene again and again like two three times because i'd never realized that meredith is in the background as she's going up the stairs she's seeing addison um give derek shepherd the divorce papers so yeah Mm mm-hmm Christina is working on her own chart when Burke walks into her room and takes it from her. He asks how she is doing and she gives him this look that says more than the next words that she says. She tells him that she is fine, perfectly okay. And Burke tells her that he had a right to know and she tells him that now he does, that it's over. There's nothing left to deal with. She's handling like a business transaction. She is. She is. But... I don't know. I don't necessarily think that he like has the right to know like it's her body. Like I don't think that he has a right to anything. He broke up with her. So yeah, he did. No, I don't think he has the right to know. In the next scene, Izzy is trying to go a roundabout way of asking Alex out. He says, oh, so you're into me. 
And Alex just flat out asks her if she would like to go out on a date with him that night. And she agrees. <laughs> Bailey and Meredith head into a patient's room. His name is Jeremiah. And we learn that he is one of Bailey's first patients as an intern. And side note, this actor is Thomas Ian Nichols. And he is very famous for his reoccurring role as Kevin in the American pie franchise which i loved kevin in the american pie movies he was like i'm pretty sure he was probably my favorite and whenever i first saw this movie way too young way too young (laughs) whenever i first saw american pie like way too young i had the biggest crush on kevin so that is so funny i did not notice that but yes yeah i i knew as soon as he came on the screen i like said i was just like oh my god it's kevin and then i had to like look up what his actual name is but love him he tells that meredith that bailey was clueless about how to treat his cystic fibrosis bailey tells meredith that jeremiah runs triathlons to raise money for cf which that's intense to be running whenever you have cystic fibrosis like wow well, and it's an inherited life-threatening disorder that damages the lungs and digestive system. So cystic fibrosis affects the cells that produce mucus, sweat, and digestive juices, um, where these fluids become thick and sticky, and, they, and then they plug up tubes, ducts, and passageways. It is very rare. It is fewer than 200,000 cases per year. And while it, treatment can help, the condition cannot be cured. Yeah, it's sad. CF is a sad, sad thing. Yeah, so I just wanted to share that. He tells them that he's been having pain and he's not been able to sleep. And But he says that he thinks that it's just his pancreatitis acting up again, which my grandmother had pancreatitis and it was not a good time. She had to have surgery for it and it came on very suddenly and abruptly. It was... It was intense, so not something to, like, mess around with. Mm-hmm. We see Christina rolling in a wheelchair into Kalpana's room. She stole her chart from the nurse's station. Are we surprised? Oh, my no. God. She just cannot stop working. Like, she needs to relax. <laughs> when <laughs> she enters. That doesn't ever relax. <laughs> I was thinking that, but I wasn't going to add it. Okay. I, I wasn't going to say anything. You said it not me i'm constantly on you about relaxing so i was gonna let you have this one i wasn't Mm -hmm. gonna say anything (laughs) when christina enters she catches kalpana taking a pill and calls her out on it kalpana says it's the pill meaning birth control Izzy comes in and tells christina that kalpana has a doctorate in neuropharmacology and as Izzy and Christina are arguing, Kalpana collapses and goes into V-fib. So I think she mentioned Kalpana that she was taking her pill at that time because of the grapefruit juice that she had drank. Yes, she morning. had said that she had grapefruit juice with breakfast. So she waited until two hours after she ate to so take the pill i was kind of curious so I, I couldn't find a really good um website for it but i did find this um website that um cites the canadian medical association journal so in an article in 2013 they reported that eating grapefruit increased the amount of estrogen hormones absorbed into the bloodstream 
Um, so large amounts of grapefruit or grapefruit juice might interfere with the way the body metabolizes estrogen, resulting in increased estrogen in the blood system. But there hasn't been any further research on grapefruit and hormone absorption since 2013. So that's interesting. There's some, but not real clear significance. It's, it's not really clear. It, it's what I gathered. Yeah. Cause I'd never heard about it with birth control. Like whenever I was on my blood pressure medication, I couldn't have grapefruit juice at all. Oh. So, but I do like grapefruit. I don't know that I've ever had grapefruit juice. My, I like the, I like the fruit. My drink is grapefruit. Yeah. And, and I do like grapefruit, like flavored things. I do like grapefruit soda and add tequila to it. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> Meredith and Bailey are going over Jeremiah's CT scans. Meredith says that he has a mass in his mid epigastrum and a diffused enlargement of the pancreas. Bailey says he's going to need an exploratory laparotomy, but his lungs make her hesitant to cut. And Addison comes in and says that she could help. She saw this before in a nine-year-old, but they had to do a total pancreatectomy. And isn't this the part where like Meredith is like, who are you basically? Why are you here? Yeah, she's like, yeah, she was like, well, why are you here? Like, this is not a child. I did not like that, but. No, me either. Because Addison was genuinely trying to like help. Right. And who cares if he's not a kid? Like Bailey's hesitant. Yeah. Addison is confident. Like, there you let go. it happen. Absolutely. We are back in Campana's room and Dr. Burke asks Izzy for an update and she tells him that everything is fine and looks normal. She does add that Kalpana is on birth control and he responds with, so? And Kalpana agrees and says that the other doctor, meaning Christina, made such a big deal out of it. Christina is going over charts in the basement and Meredith is giving her an update on the whole Addison Derrick situation. Christina points out that Kalpana has been in four other hospitals this year, that something is not right. Mm. Meredith then goes to check on her mom and she finds that her mom is not in her hospital bed. <laughs> She's missing. Well, and that's kind of like the Netflix description. She's running yeah Yeah, she's just running amok i mean she thinks she's a doctor can't blame her in the next scene addison is updating jeremiah on the next steps for his surgery she tells him that if they don't operate she's afraid he will go into multi-system organ failure Mm -hmm. george goes to the basement where christina is still going over kalpana's chart she jumps off the bed and states that kalpana is faking it christina finds izzy and tells her that she can tell her what is wrong with Kalpana without sticking electrodes in her heart. Christina tells Izzy that she thinks Kalpana is doing this to herself. She says that Kalpana might have Munchausen's and Munchausen syndrome is a psychological disorder where someone pretends to be ill or deliberately produces symptoms of illness in themselves, which, yeah. I I know there's a a story with this, so I'm not going to... I feel like there's a lot going on with this one patient. So that's the focus of the whole episode, really. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it is an important one because there is such a fine line between somebody being 
sick and not knowing what's wrong with them and demanding answers and advocating and wanting help. Mm -hmm. And then everything coming back normal. And then the doctors kind of just go to this scenario and just be done with it. So I actually liked Burke in this episode. So, okay. Yeah. Because Christina presents her theory to Burke, and she even points out that Kalpana is a pharmacy tech, not a PhD. But Burke says that they still have to rule out everything physical first, which is good because a lot of doctors won't do that. If they don't find anything wrong with you on the first couple of tests, then they're just like, meh, it's whatever. Like, there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with you, and away you go. So I did like Burke. Burke's the way he handles the situation, for sure. Yeah. Once. So Burke and Izzy are doing the procedure on Kalpana when another doctor also working with them interrupts and tells them that Kalpana's urine is blue. And so there are some reasons for that. So dyes can change your urine um, as well as a number of medications that can produce blue or green urine, including amitriptyline. Nope. Nope. Amitriptyline. Yes. Um, Indomethacin. Pro. Propofol, oh my God, please do not kill me. Um, and certain medical conditions can also cause blue urine, uh, a rare inherited disorder called familial benign hypercalcemia, and sometimes called blue diaper syndrome because children with a disorder have blue urine. So uh, green urine means that you have a UTI caused by Pseudomonas bacteria, and this is from Mayo Clinic. Good info. Dr. Weber finally finds Ellis. She is in an OR scrub room. And when he enters, she tells him that the OR is empty and they have some time before surgery. She grabs his face and kisses him and he kisses her back. He does. He's a lot of kissing. Uh Yes. But then he stops her and she says she doesn't think that she's supposed to be here. She comes back into like real life yeah and she realizes that yeah and so he takes her back to her room bailey addison and meredith are operating on jeremiah they start losing him and bailey begins cpr but addison reminds her that jeremiah signed a dnr but bailey continues saying that this is just good medicine however her efforts are lost and she's forced to call time of death I think there's few instances in which I'm sorry in which she's like loses her cool and her professionalism and I think this is one of those instances mm-hmm. which is a preview to a couple of other instances mm-hmm. where she loses her cool and professionalism yeah I I felt so bad for her here though like that's it's sad especially because she didn't call Jeremiah's parents yes Yes, he didn't want, well, he wanted her to, but she assured him, yeah. no, you're going to walk out of here. With patience. No, that's why I don't understand why everybody got so mad at George. <laughs> like everybody does it at some point in this yep. series. Yep, that's true. Burke and Izzy are talking to Kalpana after her surgery. She acts confused over the blue urine. And Dr. Burke says a second drug screen was positive for amitriptyline, which can cause ventricular arrhythmias. Amitriptyline is an antidepressant and nerve pain medication. I was on this for five years and I loved it. It helped me mentally. It helped me sleep and it helped my nerve pain. And if I had to go back on any 
medication for my chronic illnesses, amitriptyline would be it. It is amazing. However, my <laughs> urine did not turn blue and I'm upset about it because, you know, if well, you're chronically ill, it's the little things that would have been a great side effect to have. Well, I wonder if like, if it never happened to you, it's because it actually worked well, right? Oh, maybe, maybe if it's like doing what it's supposed to do, it yeah. doesn't like. I didn't research that, but I'm just wondering, maybe. like, maybe it's because it was actually doing the job it was supposed to achieve. True. I and whereas like- she was like, just using it to, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know, but a the the episode makes it seem mm-hmm. like she was just using it to cause her yeah painting spells yeah yep I was just yeah. like upset <laughs> but I mean imagine my surprise as I'm watching this as like I'm currently suffering with heart problems and then like oh it's because of the amitriptyline I'm like oh no I was on that for five years straight like valve it does cause yes. that that's what and I said. do have a leaky phone. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Izzy says that Kalpana knew it wouldn't show up on a routine drug screen, but she didn't realize it would turn her urine blue, which it does not show up on a routine drug screen. Right. Kalpana starts a freaking out saying that she didn't do this to herself, that she's sick. And she just keeps saying that she's sick. But Burke lets her know that the illness is in her head and they will be referring her to psych, which again, there's parts of this episode that, you know, you cut out to keep the time down. I do personally think that this one is a case of Munchausen just because of the stories that she was telling about how her family was never really involved with her. They were always doing things for other people in the missionary and she never got any attention. I mean, her name, she even says that her name came from a tribe, like a tribe named her. her, her own family didn't even name her. So I think that you know, I, th- I think that that's very much so the case here, but with something like nerve pain, it's hard to diagnose. There's no real way to do it. And technically, whenever people say like, oh, it's all in your head, like technically it is like Mm -hmm. with my fibromyalgia, there's no reason for me to be in pain. Like, like there is absolutely no reason. The pain is literally all in my head. So she could actually have you know, the issue, but from the story surrounding right. this, I think it is Munchausen. And and then she was like loving the attention at the beginning, whenever they were all like yes. she was sharing the stories about the missionaries and stuff like that. And yeah, parents. So I'm like, hmm. Yes. Good point. Yeah. After Jeremiah's at surgery, Meredith watches Addison put her wedding rings back on. Addison catches her and tells her that there, if there is the slightest chance that Derek wants her, she's not leaving Seattle. Oh boy. I get it. I agree with her. I mean, if she's I agree gonna, with her too, but for Meredith. I know. But Mer- Meredith knows that he the he has the power to sign the divorce papers and send her off for in to new york or wherever she's coming from it's new york right that's where she's yeah yes yeah, yeah. so she he has the power so she's i think she's kind of losing that confidence that she's gonna leave yeah i think so too i think this is when it starts to kind of like settle in slowly mm-hmm. yeah too slow yes 
Izzy comes into Christina's room to let her know that she was right about Campana. And Christina starts repeating, I was right over and over again. And she starts crying, which essentially is just all of her emotions about everything that's happening in her life and just all coming out at once. I forgot that that, this was the episode. So did I until I saw the robe that she was wearing that I was like, this is the iconic episode. This is it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Weber is talking to Alex and he is letting him know that Alex took his clinical skills section of his medical board exams after most interns. So the results are only now coming out and Weber got a call from USMLE and Alex is putting two and two together here and figures out that he didn't pass. Weber tells him that he is still an MD and can still practice medicine. The hospital will grant him four months to retake the exam. Weber does inform him, though, that if he doesn't pass, he will no longer be a surgical resident at Seattle Grace. That's nerve wracking. The person that is the most confident Mm -hmm. from the beginning of the program is the one that did not pass, which, you know. Yeah. We see Derek sitting at a table with the divorce papers in front of him, and he seems to be going back and forth on signing them. Like he'll click the pen out and put it to the paper, but then he doesn't sign and he pulls back and he's like flustered for sure. He fucking kills me right now and not in a good way. (laughs) It's driving me nuts seeing that scene. Like just either fucking sign it or don't. Yeah. I can't like look at you with your sunglasses. Like I, this entire time I'm like looking past you because I just fucking lose it every time I look at you with your sunglasses on because I just love it so much. I can't. Well, I mean, my eyes are really puffy. So it's either this or that. (laughs) And I am well aware that the people that are listening to us cannot see me, but for the sake of seeming somewhat normal, this is what normal looks like. I today. love that. I want you to wear them every episode. Well, it's hard to see, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> oh, shit. That's why I'm like, occasionally I'm like, okay, where are we? So now on to the iconic scene that we all love. Yes. Meredith runs into Christina's room and Christina is sobbing uncontrollably. Meredith asks what is going on and Christina tells her that she can't stop. Meredith like looks over Izzy and George and asks what they did to her. Like very accusatory. Like this is their fault. And fucking George. George says she's going to dehydrate. Christina, do you want some water? And she just says... No, 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 no. (laughs) Meredith goes to hug her and George and Izzy pull her away and tell her that that makes it worse. They can't figure her out. And it's hilarious. But I don't think Christina can figure herself out either. So it's even funnier. She's going through it right now. Mm -hmm. Christina's mother says that she knew Christina would break sooner or later. It was just a matter of time. And Christina yells, I will kill her. And I took a picture of that as the scene was actually happening. And the way that I caught that scene was freaking hilarious. It was probably even better than the uh, occasional, the actual scene. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, she looks like a demon. I fucking love it. I love it. 
<laughs> Meredith goes to take Christina's mother out of the room and she looks at Meredith and says, I am her mother. And Meredith responds with, yeah, we don't do well with mothers here. True. Christina starts saying, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. Poor George tries to hand her a tissue and Christina screams, somebody sedate me. I love this. This is a meme for life. For real. And I mean, I've been there before where you just literally cannot stop crying. Nothing will make it stop. And you just want to be like knocked out. Like, I feel like there will be a point in the next few months where this will be me. Like I'm waiting to break. Yeah. Wait, why? Oh, God. Work? Oh, okay. Says it all. You know, okay. Like, that's it. You well, know? I was worried. I'm like, what's happening? Okay. Well, one of these days, that I'm makes sense. Break down like Christina, and I'm going to ask you to sedate me. I just don't I hope me. that you like, well, no, I wouldn't. Because as much as I cry, I don't know how to comfort other people while they're crying. <laughs> there yeah I'm just like oh okay what do I do with my hands like I know I get it I'm the same way yeah so it's a little bit later and Christina has calmed down a bit she's laying in bed she's she's still crying but not not sobbing and Burke walks in he reaches out to touch her hair and her mother interrupts and tells him that Christina doesn't want to be touched he takes off his jacket and crawls into bed with her and he holds her. And okay. I'm sorry. I know that we don't like Burke here, but like that was, I feel like Christina needed that. To okay. Well, Steve Jobs needed to be doing this shit a lot earlier than just fucking at the end of the night. Sorry, but he looks like Steve Jobs in the scene. True with his turtleneck. But like, in a tan I, suit. I think I, I'm thinking almost like, he doesn't know how to act around Christina because like kind of like Meredith like whenever she went to hug her and like whenever she went to like do things for her and everybody's like stop stop I I feel like he walks on eggshells around her because she's very hard to read but I'm so happy that he did this yeah about fucking time okay I'm gonna stick with what with what I said so (laughs) Alex goes to the bar and meets Izzy for their date she goes to kiss him and he pulls away. He seems agitated and asks if she's ready to go. And she points out that he doesn't seem like himself. They leave to go to their dinner reservation and we see Meredith and Derek are also there. Derek asks her if she wants a drink and his bag falls off the chair. Meredith bends down to pick up the contents and she finds the unsigned divorce papers. That's when she knows it's over. Yeah. Yep. I think that that that's it. Yep. I want you to remember one thing from the last two episodes, because I feel like this episode was a continuation of the last episode. Yes. Remember the day, this day, that Derek Shepard got kissed by his wife and Meredith. Yes. Okay. Just remember that. It's going to come back up in a couple of episodes. Oh, shit. Okay. 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 But that is the end of season two, episode four. I would love to hear the closing monologue. All right. Closing monologue. Sometimes reality has a way of sneaking up and biting us in the ass. And when the dam bursts, all you can do is swim. The world of pretend is a cage, not a cocoon. We can only lie to ourselves for so long. 
We are tired. We are scared. Denying it doesn't change the truth. Sooner or later, we have to put aside our denial and face the world head on, guns facing. Denial, it's not just a river in Egypt. It's a freaking ocean. So how do you keep from drowning in it? I'm sorry, that was just such a good pun. <laughs> You've never heard that before? I use it all the time when I talk about the Nile River, but I forgot that this is deny, deny, deny. So true. Yeah. I mean, this is a pretty good closing monologue in comparison to some of the other ones. I, I think that yeah. this is, and I think this is why she's like, oh shit this shit is really over and I really have to face the reality of it and figure out how I'm going to live without McDreaming. Yep. Oh, I agree. It was though. It was a good episode. I love this one. Obviously the iconic Christina, somebody's to date me. Like, yeah, just next episode will be sad for, I mean, the train wreck of Meredith's life. Oh, true. It's episode five. Bring the pain. Oh, God, that doesn't sound very promising. No, it does not. Five and six are pretty mega episodes. Six is good in the case. It's, it, the case is pretty good. But okay. But I don't know. The next one, I'm not so sure about us liking it. I'm nervous now. And that is basically it. That's all we have for you guys. Make sure you follow us on all our, our social media platforms twitter instagram uh facebook you name it just go and follow us listen to us comment subscribe and that's all i have for you you have a great rest of your day bye guys